I'm Danita, and I'm here to question the other side of life with you, to show how exploring the shadow can be painful, but also sexy. We ask our listeners to unravel parts of themselves they try to hide, and this can be scary, and also bring moments of revelation and elation. In the next 15 to 20 minutes, we are going to question and move through fear and some avant-garde ideas that might make you feel rage, grief, sadness, and also joy. I'm going to share insights and personal experiences about how I've been embracing the dark so I can live in my light. Welcome to the other side. Hi, Jen. Hi, Danita. Have you ever had the thought of just like, something is wrong with me? Something's got to be wrong with me. Each morning when I wake up, (laughs) (laughs) before I put on my makeup. Yes, Danita, I have felt that many times. Have you? Before I get into something's wrong with me, (laughs) things are wrong with us. And I say it lightly because and lightheartedly because it is such a powerful and deep emotion that people feel and it can go so deep. And when you get to the point where you can like laugh at yourself because you see yourself like falling into that trap of like something's wrong with me and you like blame yourself that something's like inherently wrong and flawed with your system. When you can laugh at yourself when you see yourself doing that, it's a good spot to be in. It took me a lot of years to get here, like many, many years but it feels good. I was 25 and, you know, my body hurt. I didn't know what was going on and I was getting migraines and all this type of stuff. And they're like, you have endometriosis and I, you have fibromyalgia. You have all this stuff that's wrong with you. You know, I was being told this is wrong with you. This is wrong with your body and your body's failing. And I felt it deep in my soul that my body was failing and flawed and something was like really wrong with me. Both because you felt symptoms, but also because doctors were telling you something's wrong with you. So I believed them because I already felt that way. And I think that comes from, you can get into like the belief something's wrong with you and how it's connected to this core wound of shame and where shame comes from. And that all comes from generally like feeling fundamentally flawed or defective or unworthy as a person. And that's when this goes beyond like guilt, like I did something wrong versus like my identity is threatened and I feel bad about who I am as a person. So there's like two different things going on with guilt and shame. It's when you've just really internalized this message that you are inherently defective and your body's going to give out or whatever it is. So from in my instance, it was like my body's going to give out. And that had happened before. When I was playing baseball, I had a scholarship to the United States to play softball. When I was playing, I got injured and, you know, like this injury, it impacted how I was playing. It's like, oh, something's wrong with my body. So my body was the the reason. When I was in high school, I had been playing sports. And when something happened, it was usually because my body was failing me. And I believe this. Even when I was super young, I had my ankles hurt. And it was like, oh, your Achilles tendons are too short. This whole idea that body's just inherently flawed. And so I believed that part of it. There was also this part of me at at 25 that was like, no, I don't believe these diagnoses that they're giving me. So there's got to be something more because I'm not okay with just saying, this is it. That's it. The body's done. Body's (laughs) done. Pack it in. Yeah. Yeah. Fail. Yeah. There were many times that I wanted to. 
And it was like the option of like lay on the couch and feel like I want to just like never get up or go and do something about it. Mine has always been go and do something about it because as much as I felt shame towards my body and what was going on there and that I something was wrong with me, I also was like something inside of me was like, you can do this. You can do this. You want other things. You can do this. I went on this quest through India, did this patch of karma. They dripped oil on my forehead. How to like stand a shiradhara and you train your brain to withstand this oil. And it's meant to like open the mind, the third eye. You would do enemas and they would detox your whole system. And then they would massage your body for like hours a day. Four women in an oil tub would massage me, just like massage so hard that, and it was in a plastic oil tub. I can't handle this anymore. Like I'm so uncomfortable just being touched so, so, so much and laying in this plastic tub. The Pachacarma's five things. And the only one I didn't do was the leaching. So they put leeches on your body. The leeches would pull the toxins out. I actually had blood cleansing. I had a needle put in and then they would extract my blood and clean it through like an oxygen machine and then put it back into my body. And so these are the types of things I did. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. You really, you really took it to the next level. Well, it was either like go big or go home. That's what I felt like. I did not go home. How did you feel? I felt good, but I didn't feel great. And so then that's where it was like that little niggle of, is it? Oh, no. Then the core belief of something is wrong with me, hypervigilance, where every time something happens, you're like, oh, see, that's it. That's it there. I guess it's true. I guess something's wrong with me. Or, you know, like it's also tied to rumination where you like just are constantly dwelling on this and like, you know, you're so in it that that's all you think about. And that also then is connected to your cognitive load because then your brain is consumed, I guess, by like this type of stuff. And you can't even do anything else. Like walk the dog. You can't do your day-to-day walking the dog activity. So it goes back to you feeling this way. It's just a terrible cycle. It really is. And then goes into like, often sleep disturbances because you're thinking about it so much and you're anxious about it. So then your sleep is compromised and then you have no energy. And that's the whole point of today's talk, which you wouldn't even guess from what everything I've said. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get there. We always get there. This is the path it began and each step along the way. And the next thing you know, you are sitting on the couch. You can't get up even though you want it to because you haven't slept because you've been ruminating because you've done the things in India. You've gone through the process and now your body's still not great. Oh, Danita, what happened then? I feel like what's going on? Guess what I did? No one's going to be surprised what I say. You know, I became a yoga teacher, really spiritual absorbing what the universe become one going to more of a spiritual side and then the other was studied for a master's in psychology to understand the brain and what's going on with that I just went for all of it I'm gonna get to it at some point and I just don't know where it's gonna come from I'm so glad you did all the things both body spiritual mind all of the above you're making sure that you didn't miss anything Well, I don't know that you could miss anything. It was just like, what's the next? 
it's a combination of it all. But truly, 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 it is when I started connecting the dots between like the hold and why I wanted to keep the belief something is wrong with me. Oh, something is wrong with me was serving a purpose. Serving a purpose for you in your life. Yeah. And you figured that out. It was actually a beautiful woman. I love her. Her name is Anne. I had done a lot of work previously in this type of area. And then we just started talking one day about what purpose it was serving. When I got to what purpose something is wrong with me was serving, then I was able to like move through that. When I get tired, I can see it. I look at it and I'm like, what purpose is this serving? You know, sometimes what purpose is this serving? I didn't really realize this is going to get way off topic, but I didn't realize for the longest time that I should maybe track my cycle. When I'm menstruating, I like do not want to talk to a person. <laughs> I don't. My energy level is like zilch. My productivity is none. Like something that would take me like an hour takes me eight. My creativity is very high. Oh, just as a side note, but that's me on my own, doing my own schedule. Like I really don't want to see people. That was a big part of it was right in that moment is when I was not producing at the height of when I was in like my 14th day of my cycle, I was like, something is wrong with me. I'm not able to execute and do all the things. Therefore, something's wrong with me. Really, it was just the natural cycle of life going on. There's a natural rhythm and that if when I am like the happiest now, when I'm like, okay, let's take a hot moment and see what's going on. And I usually look at my cycle first and then I decide from there what needs to happen. But you know, before the whole endometriosis, I had like surgeries. They were like, you're never going to have kids. It was like the whole deal. At the end of the day, I blamed my like period for so many things in life that I basically made my ovaries like fucking sick. How dare they say you're not going to have kids? Hello, you have two beautiful kids. People have to watch what they say. I know. They put the fear of God in you. There's so many great cycle tracking apps. You'd be surprised. And it's like, then you realize the feelings and the energy levels and you're like, wait a minute. Then it sort of starts to make sense. It's quite relieving to then know in advance this, I'm going to feel this is why I feel this way. And then you're not at war with your own ovaries. You're not at war with life. Yeah. Okay. That's better. <laughs> no, but also your ovaries. Yes. Your body, but like also life. Cause you're not like sitting there going, something is wrong with me. I'm not at the top of my game. I'm playing baseball. Something's wrong with me. I don't know why I can't perform when all I want to be doing is sleeping. I actually read a phenomenal article that just came out of Europe that said, that a certain country is going to give any women in corporate business time off specifically when they have their periods because they well understand that the energy level is next to zeros. You have paid time off. And the angry level is through the roof. Right? <laughs> if you're like me. If you're not, maybe you might handle it differently. The rage levels are out of control. <laughs> give people time and space to go with the flow, the natural cycle of life. And how it impacts your energy levels and all that kind of stuff. We got off topic there, but I do think they're all connected and related. And for me in particular, it really was connected to something is wrong with me and how my body was performing and what my expectations of it were. So this is also comes from shame, how this is connected to the sh shame core wound. I had these 
seriously unrealistic expectations of myself that at every moment of every day, I had to be on. And I mean on to the point where it was like I was giving it 10,000%. And the moment that I wasn't, something's wrong with me. That comes from definitely like pressure as a child where people thought they were doing it, but just how I perceived it. Like I would get, wow, Danita, you're awesome. Keep doing that. And I need to perform at that level every single time of the day. Oh my gosh. Shame wound also comes from repeated criticism, neglect, and rejections. That's also intertwined a little bit. If I'm just going to do like the baseball analogy, you're kind of rejected a bit. Like if you're not at the top of your game, you're like, yeah, go sit on the bench. Who else is going to go in instead of me? Because I'm not good enough. What the heck? Or because something's wrong with me. I'm not performing. That is true in life. I also think when you're not performing, you probably get the bench. Yeah. And that's okay. That's a good analogy. The bench in life. Exactly. You get the bench. You get the bench or you're neglected. You're sitting on the bench because you're not performing. That all happens. I'm not going to discount that. That's a part of life. And I also think it's a natural part of life. I think if someone in that moment had sat down and talked to me about that stuff, said like, hey, you're really good, but today's not your day. And I could then share like, hey, my body's doing this. I still feel like I would have somehow been like something's wrong with my body. I might have come out of it a little bit quicker. It maybe wouldn't have plagued me until I was, you know, 30 something. <laughs> until yesterday. But it, yeah. <laughs> the grace of knowing that just that little bit of less expectation on yourself. Oh, it's just a small relief, just a tiny little breath to give yourself some time to think a different way than you've been thinking before. A hundred percent. Thank you for your stories and for obviously always being so vulnerable and sharing your path. But see, Danita, here's what's great. I didn't need to go to India and be massaged in a plastic tub because through you, I am able to glean knowledge and wisdom from your experience. So thanks for that. But I still think everyone should go to get massaged in a plastic tub. <laughs> but I will do the leeches. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Teach their own. Whatever you want to do. Each if you want. Okay. Whatever you want to do. I think your point. No, I can't say. Is the point to just focus on your own personal journey and, and be open to options and thoughts and go outside of the status quo of what you think to be true? Because you'll be surprised what you might find. I think for sure, Jen. And I mean, if I could sum it up in something else is like, at the end of the day, you can go to resources for help. And they can be there to help you and give information. But ultimately, it's up to you to make the decisions for yourself and to take ownership of your own health and your own energy levels and your own journey in life. You can express it to healthcare professionals, to your partner, to your friends and family, but only you know. You have to take that control of your journey. And no one's going to do it for you. Mm -mm. Unfortunately, I can't leech for you. Thank you, Danita. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. It is my mission to help as many people as possible explore the other side of life, to find awareness in their truth and learn to love where they are at and discover where they can go. So if you found support and guidance in any way today, I would love to hear from you. The best way is to simply share your love by leaving me a comment on whatever platform you are tuning in from. I will be reading every single one of them. 
or you can connect with me on YouTube where I share healing sound meditations. And you can always learn more about me, my services, and what it is I do at www.gypsyheart.ca. That's www.gypsyheart.ca. I can't wait to connect again soon.